and we're starting a new book today, the book of Joshua. And uh, it's a thoroughly interesting book. I say that about all of them. <laughs> now, Joshua um, is a controversial book because it's a book of conquest. Joshua and the Israelites go into Canaan and they attack, destroy Jericho, destroy a heap of other cities. They put people to death. They completely destroy whole entire cities, like not even leaving children alive. And that's a difficult thing to consider. And we will consider that in these videos, but not until maybe chapter 8 or 9. There's a lot of things to consider in the book of Joshua, so we'll definitely talk about that aspect, but we'll get to it in a bit. And um, But meanwhile, let's start with Joshua, chapter 1. Now, after the death of Moses the servant of Yahweh, Yahweh spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go across this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am giving you to them, even to the children of Israel. I have given you every place that the sole of your foot will tread on, as I told Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your border. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Don't turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, then you shall have good success." Haven't I commanded you, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid, don't be dismayed, for Yahweh your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the middle of the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare food, for within three days you are to pass over the Jordan to go in to possess the land which Yahweh your God gives you to possess. Joshua spoke to the Reubenites and to the Gadites and to the half-tribe of Manasseh, saying, Remember the word which Moses the servant of Yahweh commanded you, saying, Yahweh your God gives you rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones and your livestock shall live in the land which Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. But you shall pass over before your brothers armed, all of the mighty men of valour, and shall help them. Until Yahweh has given your brothers rest, as he has given you, and they have also possessed the land which Yahweh your God gives them. Then you shall return to the land of your possession and possess it, which Moses the servant of Yahweh gave you, beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise. They answered Joshua, saying, All that you have commanded us we will do, and wherever you send us we will go. Just as we listen to Moses in all things, so we will listen to you. Only... May Yahweh your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your commandment and doesn't listen to your words in all that you command him shall himself be put to death. 
only be strong and courageous. Well, the title of the book of Joshua, which we've just started reading, it's actually, uh, it's, a, it's a Hebrew name of a person, and it means salvation. It's also the, the name of Jesus. Now, Jesus, we say Jesus doesn't sound like Joshua at all, but that's because Jesus is the English way of saying the Greek name Joshua. So in Greek, there's actually no letter J, and um, I'm pretty sure there's no letter J in Hebrew either. So um, the name Joshua would be Yeshua, and um, Jesus is um, Jesus or Yeshu. Some, you can see how that once you take the J's out, then you can see how they're actually quite similar. And Jesus, it means salvation. And of course, Jesus came to earth for our salvation. But here we've got an entire book in the Bible, which is actually called Jesus. So this is an interesting, interesting book because it's, it's one of only two books in the Bible apart from the Gospels. Now, that, that basically are a revelation of Jesus. Now, the whole Bible is a revelation of Jesus. You can find Jesus in, in every book. The Lord is in every book, even in the book of Esther, believe it or not. And uh, if you don't know where Jesus is in the book of Esther, <laughs> you've got until we get to Esther to figure it out. Because if you haven't figured it out by then, I'll help you. But Jesus is revealed in every book. Um, and especially in the Gospels, of course, it's there in black and white as history and narrative, but there's two books in the Bible which, which are declared or they're, they're apparent revelations of Jesus. And the, the one that we all are aware of is Revelation, which the very first sentence says, the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not that Jesus Christ gave the revelation. No, it's a revelation of Jesus. And the book of Joshua, it's a revelation of Jesus courtesy of the fact that the author was Jesus, although it was Joshua, and the book is called Jesus, even though it's the Hebrew word Joshua. And so as we go through the book of Joshua, you have to keep thinking that everything we're learning and reading, it's, it's, it's a revelation of Jesus. And it's the same way that you should read the book of Revelation too. Everything you read there, even if it's symbolic and hard to understand, is actually revealing something about the Lord to us. So I think it's really, really remarkable. And um, let me read you what I've got written here. This is uh, a comment about both Joshua and Revelation. It says, Both books reveal Christ in the context of judgment and destruction of the enemies. If you think about Revelation, you know it's all about the enemies of the Lord being destroyed. But the book of Joshua is all about that too. It's about conquest and going into the land and destroying the enemies. Joshua is a book about the conquest of Canaan in which God fulfills his promises to Abraham and shows us how we are to walk with God, overcome evil, destroy strongholds and obey Christ, putting everything aside. And um, Revelation is the same. Both books are showing us that Jesus Christ is to be the conqueror and he is to overcome and um that's why we've chosen the sword and the cross to be overlapped as the graphic for all the Joshua videos because it's through the cross of Jesus Christ where he gave down his life that we overcome. But it's also through the sword in this book and in the book of Revelation that there was overcoming. And as a Christian, you know, you will become saved through faith, putting your trust in the cross, but then you're actually called to be a warrior 
and you're called to be an overcomer and you're called to take up the sword. Not the literal physical sword where you, we're not actually harming people, but there's a sword that you take up and the whole book of Joshua teaches about this so that you will become a spiritual overcomer, a spiritual conqueror. You'll defeat your enemies in prayer and you'll see things put behind you. You'll have victories for the kingdom of God. So the sword and the cross, they go together and they're both something that we get from Jesus Christ. So let's get into chapter one. Now, the very first word in English in, in the book of Joshua is now. And it said, let me reread to you the very first verse. It said, now, after the death of Moses, the servant of Yahweh, Yahweh spoke to Joshua. So the book starts with a now. Now, that's a very strange way to start a book. Because it's it sounds a bit like there's information that comes before. Well, the truth is, there is information that comes before. It's the first five books of the Bible. This book depends on them, and it's actually a continuation of them. Some people think that the first six books of the Bible go together. Uh, the truth is, the whole Bible goes together. It's the Lord who's the author, even though people have written it. And when we were doing the book of Deuteronomy, and we got to that last part of Deuteronomy, you'll remember that I said to you, this part is, was written by Joshua. So Joshua actually wrote the last part of Deuteronomy, and he wrote the he wrote the book of Joshua as well. And so that's why it starts with a now, because he's just continuing on the same story that we've had now for the last six months. So I think it's interesting to me that the, the main character of um, the book of Joshua is, of course, Joshua. And Joshua is a picture of Jesus. Now, as you know, Jesus was perfect. The Lamb of God who, take away, who took, takes away the sins of the world with no faults in him. And when we look at Joshua as a person, we don't find faults. Um, now, there's a few places where we can see he was a human. Um, but... There's so many Bible characters that when you look at them, like King David, for example, falling into sin, or Paul, you know, a murderer before he became a Christian, even Moses and his failings. And there's one moment where Moses just disobeys the Lord. So all the great men of the Bible, uh, almost without exception, uh, are um, clearly human. They clearly have faults. They clearly struggle. You look at the prophet Jeremiah who doubted God. Yeah, look <laughs> at Elijah who was afraid and ran away for his life. Um, so, but you look at there's a few people that, that were not like that. There were such clear, good examples. Daniel is one. Joseph is one. But Joshua is someone who doesn't seem to have had any faults. There's nothing highlighted about him that's a fault. And I think that that's because he's a picture of Jesus. And the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, it says that Moses was faithful in God's house. And Moses really was, but it says that Josh, that uh, Jesus was faithful over all of God's house. And we look at Joshua, and he, he like Moses, and like as an example of Jesus, was very, very faithful. Joshua served Moses for 40 years. When Moses was up the mountain, Joshua was there. And you know, when Jesus came to walk on earth, he said he came to do his father's will. And he did, it, he did everything his father told him to do. And Joshua is a picture of someone just like that. He served his father Moses in faith, obeyed. Whenever the Lord told him to do something, he followed it exactly. 
So Joshua is a great picture as a person of what Jesus is like to us. He's a good example. And um, interestingly, we start the book of Joshua right on the banks of the River Jordan. Well, we're, we're kind of back. I think they're kind of back a few miles. Um, I think it's a place called, what's the name of it? Shittim is the place where they're actually camped right now. It's in the plains of Moab and it's very close to the Jordan River, but I think it's back a few kilometers where they can see the river kind of over there, but they're not right there on the edge. But I think it's interesting that when Jesus came and began his public ministry, it's in the book of Matthew, he's baptized in the Jordan River and it's around about right in the same place where these people are camped. And sometimes we don't pick up on these things because we ourselves don't really know the geography of Israel all that well. I know it better than most because of studying. I've never been there. I've met uh, fellow pastors who've been to Israel on, on journeys and they talk about how it opens up their mind to understand the Bible even more. And I can understand that. So when you, for example, you see that the Joshua, who's a picture of Jesus, he, they, he starts... His, his ministry, you could say, or they start their conquest in Israel. He starts his this process of overcoming right here at the Jordan River. And much, much later, Jesus, who's also Joshua, he begins his ministry by being baptized in the Jordan River at just the exact same place. Isn't that crazy? And um, Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit and he goes off in the power of God. And of course, Joshua in this chapter, you may have noticed, he says to all the Israelites, he says to them, in three days, we're crossing the Jordan River and we're going in to inherit the land. And that three days right there, that's a picture of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Three days in the ground for our salvation. And so you've got all these pictures going on right here in Joshua 1. Now, you will remember, if you've been with us on this journey of Bible videos, that right at the beginning when, they, when the Israelites left Egypt, they were a chaotic group, grumbling, complaining. They were unorganized. And that whole process in the desert in the first 12 months was getting them organized. And then they went through a process of, of learning to obey God and not grumbling and not complaining. And they became an organized group. They became a nation. They became holy. And now we've got this group where Moses can say to them, we're going across in three days, sanctify yourselves, get ready, we're going in to possess the land. And it just shows you that this is a different group of people. <laughs> it's amazing what God can do when you obey him and you follow him, and over time, you just change. And that's what we've got to believe for our own lives, for our own families, for, our, for the churches that we're a part of, even for our nation. We've got to believe that the Lord will be at work in us and there'll be a process of change. That we're going to go from chaotic, like those slaves that came out of Egypt, to organized. They're a fighting military force capable of going in with the Lord's help and conquering the land. And that's what this whole book is going to cover in the 23 chapters after this one. So Lord, you've shown us many things. And this book, it's a book about overcoming. It's a book about defeating our enemies. And Lord, we acknowledge our enemies today. They're not people. Lord, it's not flesh and blood, but it is principalities, it's powers, it's things like lack of motivation, it's bad habits, it's addictions, it's strongholds in our lives. There are many enemies that need to be defeated. I pray as we go through this book, you give us grace to overcome. Give us grace to become strong in the Lord. Help us, Lord, as a people, help our churches to go from chaos to order, 
to be strong in the Lord, to be faithful in prayer. Give us all these things, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.